Hi guys, welcome to Divorce Diaries Show Podcast. My name is Michelle Trana. I am the creator of Divorce Diaries and I'm the creator of Michelle Trana because I was born with this name. Um, so I am in my bed with my Divorce Diaries t-shirt on, trying to do as many video live podcasts as well as just the audio recording. Um, I love my coffee so much. It is the most amazing thing on the planet. It's this habit and ritual of mine that just gets me so motivated and excited about my day. And I've been reading Ed Milet's new book. Uh, hold on, let me go get it because I want to show everybody what it is. It's been helping me a lot. He just helps me a lot, of course, in Gary Vee. So let me go get it and show you guys the power of one more. Oh, the power of one more. I love this book. Um, because it just is helps me just keep my eye on the prize. Um, he also talks about how there's a, there's a chapter in here that talks about habits and rituals, um, motivation. Okay. This is a quote I want to read from Ed Milet's book, the power of one more, the ultimate guide to happiness and success power of one more, the ultimate guide to happiness and success. Anyway, this is the quote. What do you do when you're not feeling great or when it's not your best day? How do you make progress on your projects and goals at those times? It's rituals and habits. Motivation and inspiration come and go, but rituals and habits are constant. Creating positive and effective habits will change your life. The good news is that this can take place with just a few simple steps. Um, And he talks about that. Like, so I thought about my habits and rituals because I'm trying to like really take the show, my business, my craft to the next level, you know, both artistically, financially, and, and also personally, I'm trying to take myself to, uh, you know, setting a higher standard for, you know, the men I date or lack of dating, um, the relationships I have trying to be a better person, um, and, and not be all over the place, uh, which is, I know, part of my brand, I guess. But um, sometimes when you're all over the place, you forget things and then you uh, put things off or you you feel like that's the excuse. I'm sorry. I just, there's so much going on. Like, I don't, that, there's no excuse anymore. Like for that, like I'm old enough where it's like, well, I didn't forget. Like I have a friend recently who had a baby two months ago. I forgot. I didn't, I forgot. And she's been a friend now. Don't I know before you start saying, what kind of friend are you? We haven't really spoken in like a year or two years from pandemic. We we've been friends since like elementary school as dancers and we just been losing touch. Now, last time I saw her was at my dad's wake and we've te- texted through the pandemic, but not a lot. So she hasn't called me either, but she got, she's pregnant. She was pregnant again for the second time. And then like, she said, oh yeah, I'm due in May. And I checked in with her on Mother's Day. And she's like, yeah, I'm due on the, su-, or she was due in May or June. No, I think May. And then I was like, oh, July came. And I was like, oh fuck. And there was, she's not on social media. She's only on Facebook and nothing came up on Facebook. And then when I went to go search for her on Facebook is when I saw the picture of her, her new son. I was like, oh fuck. All right. So anyway, I have to like get better at like that was something that I, I slipped up on. And, you know, I mean, I think everyone has slip ups, but in the mindset of 
changing my habits and rituals to be more mindful in general outside of my universe. I, I'm trying to do that. Um, trying to support other artists who supported me and, and trying to make a point in going to see their shows and not the, the hard part for me is just like I and I, I know it sounds like an excuse. I just I can only use certain days to take off with my to help, my mom helps me with my daughter that are like I'm working and that's it. Otherwise, I got to be with my daughter. But so I'm trying to make it where it's like, you know what? I just got to figure it out. And I don't know how I'm figuring it out. There's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot of, how do I say this? This book is helping me work on shifting my mindset. And, and also his book, Max Out, earlier, I don't want to say earlier this year because it was later of 2021. It was helping me shift my mindset as well. And this book is definitely helping um, being consistent with it. I mean, Gary V definitely helps me too when I listen to his stuff, but this, this mindset that Ed Milet presents to his listeners, the tools are very helpful. Um, also, I was, I've been reading this book, Signs. I'm going to bring it up on the, um, I'm going to go grab it for a second so that you guys can see. Ugh. All right. So it's called The Secret, the Secret Language of the Universe. Bam. Okay. And... So Laurelyn Jackson, okay. The collection of incredible stories that speak to the universe's endless capacity for magical moments, Goop. I think that's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, company. Um, I'm trying to think, this was one of my, this was one of my favorite, uh, I think it was in the very beginning of the book. I, okay, so where is it? It was about asking the like the universe for in you know, like someone that's passed for a sign, and that it'll come. And in this one chapter, she said that she asked back in twenty twenty five. I was asked to speak at an event hosted by a publisher, Peng, Penguin Random House, and she said, "Oh no, no, yeah." The, she had there was it was an event, and she said a wonderful thing happened. Oh. Have you ever had one of those moments when you're about to do something important, you're out of way of your comfort zone? This is what the book says on page chapter one. Um, so the author was asked to speak at an event and she was nervous, I guess. She's like, oh my gosh, I... She knew the other side had steered her onto this path but still longed for some kind of affirmation. She asked the universe to send her a single orange. I was like, whatever. Like if I asked, I was like, yeah, right. That, that's what I asked for an orange. The universe somehow put an orange in my path. I know I was exactly where I needed to be doing what I needed to do. I know that I had, I had delivered their message fully. So after the election portion of the event concluded, all the speakers and attendees were ushered outside into a big open space where lunch was being served. And she, she turned the corner and saw big wooden tables leading into the main dining room. There they were for decorative reasons to establish a mood, right? But that usually was like flat. So she's saying, so she went to go after she did the lecture and they went into this big open space where lunch was being served, where there's normally flowers or some sort of lovely arrangement. That day they were covered with oranges, thousands and thousands of oranges. So that, that was in the first chapter. I was like, oh, I got to keep reading this book. 
that night, this was 4th of July weekend. I asked the other side for a sign that I'm going to make more money in my career, in my field, in my craft, right? Like I, I made a substantial salary, a decent salary as a teacher. And I could have kept going on that path. I had my principal cert, which you can make a really good amount of money as a principal, as a supervisor. But a couple of years ago, I was like, but I really want to just be an actor and I want to be a teacher too, but I just rather do that on the side and act full time. Now, actors go in and out of full-time work, part-time work, it's dead, right? So, and you have to look at it like you're a store, right? Christmas time, you might be popping though, popping. Summertime, slow hours, but you have enough money saved where you can keep, continue to produce customers in your business. Does this make sense? That's how I look at it as it being an actor. It's like, you don't, you know, it's not that you're not working. It's just, there's slower hours or there's a, uh, it's the, the dead part of the season. If I'm making sense, does that make sense? So how I, how I look at my career is that I'll always have teaching on the side and, and, and sometimes teaching will be a lot more because of the time of the season of the year, whatever I'm getting my work work, but any, any avenue of performing, I'll always want to do. That's why I have the podcast. That's why I do the comedy. That's why I'm setting up the television series, uh, and doing auditions constantly and trying to get better. And I asked for, but, you know, I think this, this year, I think all of us are dealing with finances with the recession and all this stuff. And it's, it's tricky. So I asked, please, please let me just get a sign that I'm going to make more money in my field. Give me a sign. And that night I fell asleep, woke up. I guess my dad, you know, definitely put it out there to my dad and the universe, God, my spirit team, my aunt, um, who has passed, who's also my godmother. Obviously my grandparents are passed over too. So I asked, and I know that my, I really specifically said it to my father and I got, I, I got it in, it was like a dream in the morning. Most of my dreams I remember that are in the early parts of the morning, like, you know, early, early morning of the day. So I had a dream that my house, knock on wood, oh my God, that doesn't happen, was robbed. Like some, my daughter left the door open or unlocked and somebody came in and took a few bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And I was just thinking about money and I was like, no, oh my gosh. So then I started to come downstairs and I heard that they were still in the house. And then they were coming. I heard somebody coming down the stairs. I was like, I'm going to call the cops, whoever this is. And then this person looked like they were dancing. So I closed the screen door and I don't even have a screen door in my house. So it was like, you know, a fake house in the dream. And I, so this person's coming down the stairs and it's my dad, my, my, my dad who's passed on to the other side is coming down the stairs, smiling and looking jovial. I was like, dad and then it clicked in the dream i was like i literally said the sign and i was so happy i woke up and i was and i was crying and right i am a very neurotic person and i would love to have a sign about that every single day but a couple weeks later you know things things so i love this book so that's the point of it i love this book power so this is a recommend a recommendation for anyone who's listening to divorce diaries um you know this is the ver the video diary of my day-to-day -day life is the podcast um 
recorded like whenever I can sit down with a peace and quiet. I'm going to try to record more. Like I'd love to record every day. I don't know if that will help the podcast, but we'll see. And this is my other recommendation, the power of one more. Um, uh, I have another one actually I should go get from a listener. Uh, she sent it to me and it's like a divorce, um, coffee table book. Let me get it. Actually, hold on. Uh, stupid shit. My ex-husband says, okay, Sasha Campbell is, uh, the author. There she is. College educated, grown ass woman from a nice family who somehow managed to marry not one, but two douchebags. <laughs> this is cute. And it's got all kinds of like, uh, like Mad Libs type games or, and journaling entries, which is perfect. It's one of this is on the state. The following stupid shit was said in my direction. And then it says, and now I reflect what I want to say, check all that apply, but won't because I'm a good person. Write your own. I like this. This is cool. This is like fun for a divorce party. Um, so with that said, that's what I'm reading. And now I am also shifting into figuring out how to brand all this stuff. So I get to expand my audience. So for those who listen in, listen thank you. Continue to please listen. Um, I, I don't know. I, I sometimes feel like I just came back from Richmond and I had a great time. The show was great. Good sized crowd. Um, not sold out, which I was trying to aim for, but we had a decent size and 45, I think in a house of for like 75, uh, actually it could be wrong. could be 80, but it looked like it was almost half more than half full. But then I, have to share this with you guys. I, and my, one of my good friends, he's a good like colleague and friend. We met doing musical theater years ago. He was the one who referred me to the theater and he showed me around Richmond. It was a great time. Beautiful. I love experiencing the cities that I travel to. Um, but I, uh, something disappointed me when I went to go get like, get my my check for the, for the gig. And I, I'm sharing this because I doubt that, well, here it is. As a comedian, we have contracts, we have deals as an actor we have contracts and deals. And sometimes we don't, we forget things to put in the contract. And I forgot to put something in that cost me a couple of dollars. Or it may not have, I, I it could have just been added and I would have been aware ahead of time. Maybe that's what it is. So I got down on myself. I started crying when I saw, well, I could have made, you know, because this is my job. And my other friend who lives in Richmond was taking me around the day after the show. And he was like, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, my managers just keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, yeah. So, so that's the, the mentality of just keep doing what you're doing without comparing yourself to others. Cause I think we all get caught in this and I'm not to be, not to be corny, but if you go to this Ed Milet book at the power of one more, he says, I mean, I don't even have to quote it. It's just like comparing yourself to other people is not going to get you anywhere. You're just going to get stuck. Um, and I love listening to certain comics like, uh, Chris Stefano is a big fan of his podcast, Chrissy Chaos, Sal Volcano. I like listening to them. Um, but I want to be like how their podcast is, right? Because like they have a big wide audience. But I'm like, yeah, but that's not me. But I want the audience to come, I guess. But when they say build it, and they'll come. So hopefully that will happen. All right. So 
But that said, I want to bring us to the meat of the the end, the, the second half of this podcast episode, which is about dating. My life in the dating world, I would like to talk about that today because last night I went on a date. I wasn't even sure if it was a date um, because with him and I are friends and um, we had went out before. I'm cleaning the smudges on my computer screen as I'm doing this. And he... We so he we went out the first time I think as friends we just hugged goodnight. This time he was like, "Well, I'll pick you up." All right. And we went out for pizza. He had a reservation. Uh, we ended up splitting the bill because I was like, "No, no, let's split the bill." We're both like actors. We're working hard at getting more gigs. Like, let's not. Now he's like more predominantly like he's SAG has been on Broadway. You know, I am just the scrappy kid who keeps working as an actor and gets those like children's theater gigs, gets my like, so I'm, you know, and I'm, I envious to what he's accomplished. So I, you know, feels motivating to be around. Um, anyway, he's definitely a lot different than me um, personality wise. Like I don't shut up and he has quiet pauses and silences, which I always I'm uncomfortable when people are silent around me. I'm the type of person that needs to speak all the time. And then when there's a silence, especially when you're first like hanging out, you're like, and then I always think maybe I'm talking too much and they're gonna be like, this bitch does not shut up, but that's me. So at 40 years old, like you either, you know, want to engage or not. All right. So the date so when he, he said he had a reservation, I was like, okay, so this is a date. If you make a reservation, it's a date, right? Okay. We go, we have a nice time. And then he's like, do you want to go for another drink? Or I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So go, and he's not a heavy drinker. I'm not a heavy drinker. Any, well, depending on the night. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I, we went to a place by me. We get another drink. And this is where we're starting to get a little touchy feely. Like my, my one friend, Mike was like, you should really just feel him out. Cause I was like, I don't know if he actually likes me or just wants to hang out as friends. Um, and then we're touchy feely. And I do notice that he's starting to get like more touching on my legs and my hand. I was like, all right. And I'm welcoming it because my knee is touching his leg. So I'm a lot, I feel like as a woman, if you're allowing the touching, you're touching too, right? That's the cue. Um, and I've been out with guys where I'm not touching them. And that's a fucking strong cue. Don't fucking touch me. Not because they're doing anything wrong. I'm just not feeling the chemistry. But with him, if you guys are watching the YouTube version, look at this vein. This is my body. Veins are like running. Even my own body, like, that vein is. Okay, anyway. I have veiny arms. Veiny arms and legs. My alarm clock continues to go off. And it's so annoying. Okay. So. He brings me home and I was like, all right, I think we're definitely going to kiss because we've, we've been touching whatever, but he seems, I, I can't gauge him, right? Like, I don't know if he's just into me as a friend and wants to hook up as friends or if he actually just really likes me and wants to date me. Well, when we get to my house, uh, where it's like a drop off, you can't just, you can't just park in front of my house. It's a one way street. So he's, he's like, he asked me if he could kiss me, which I thought was so sweet. Cause like, I was like, yeah, of course 
I thought that was really sweet actually. And, um, he asked me if I, if he could kiss me. And then I was like, yes, we were kissing. It was nice. Um, and then it felt, it felt like he definitely wanted to do more. Um, I could feel it. And he's like, can I come in or can we park somewhere? And I was like, uh, and, and that's when in my head, I was like, uh Oh, not danger isn't bad with him, but just like warning Michelle, he just wants to fuck you. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that I, I started to realize, Oh, I don't think he looks at me more than like, this is going to be a friendly hookup. Uh, because I just started to get that energy from the makeout session. Like he, he was asking me where to, can I kiss you here? Can I kiss you? Can I touch your legs? I was like, you don't have to ask. Like we're making out. Sure. But then I started to think, I was like, look, let's do this. And like, let's do this again. And because then I started kind of like getting confused. I was like, wait, so, cause he wanted to like kiss me in other parts. And I just was like, and I don't mind that. But then at the same time, I started to think, no, slow down, Trina. You're going too fast. This is your first kiss. He's got to wait for everything else. Um, and, and if he really wants to date me, he will. And I know this is like an old school thought process, like back in the day, like when I was even before I started, like, like I used to do that with the first time I went like in college, I'd be like, Oh, wait, wait, just, just met you. But in actuality, if I like a person, like I've noticed, yeah, we can make out, we can touch, but like sex has to wait to the, I mean, it's been so long since I dated somebody. I don't even know what I waited till. So the last guy that I was with last year, it was like four months of online friendship. And then we hooked up right away because I'd known him for like those four months, but that felt right. That felt right at the moment. Now I looking back, I'm like, Oh, why did I do that? I should have waited because if he really, really likes me and likes me as a person and there's a future for us, then the intimacy is going to be even a thousand times better because I've waited. But it's, it's like, I also like hooked up with an ex a couple months ago because I just needed to have sex and I've known him and it's like, it's easy. You know, this is a friend, also a work colleague, um, that I don't, I don't know where he stands. If he likes me more than a friend or if he wants to like keep seeing me, yeah, sure. But I started to get the vibe where, oh, maybe he just wants to hook up. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's flattering. I think it's great, but it's just not where I'm at. And it's not that I'm not, and it's not that I'm not attracted to him. I just want to date him and, and do those things. I don't want to hook up and just be done with it. And I feel like when I got out of the car, I was like, uh, you know, like he didn't say that. Cause he was like, no, I like you too. And like, of course he's going to say that. Cause he just, cause when I, when he asked to come in, I was like, no, I don't know. You guys are listening to this. If you ask a girl to come inside your, her house, you know, I, I don't, I, are you looking to hook up? I mean, obviously, right? You're not looking for popcorn. Obviously. But, um, well, because I think like it wasn't, it's like we're grown adults, you know, we're in our, him and I are in our forties. Like it's not come in, let's make out. And then you could go home. It would have been, let's 
have like th- that's how I looked at it. It's like I'm gonna he's I'm gonna invite him in. We're already making out in the car. It's not gonna stop there. So and then it, then it's gonna be like, well, what if I said, okay, well, we have to stop now. It's gonna be like, well, you invite you let me in. Like no. So that's when I realized that when he asked to come in or pull over, I was like, uh, this means he probably just wants to hook up. And I said this a couple times now, but I I did t- and then I texted him a bunch of times. <laughs> An idiot. And I said, um, what did I say? Let's look at the text. Um, Thank you for a fun evening. I hope you're not disappointed. I really like you and would like to see you again. I have a history of letting men and basically way too fast. Oh, so instead of in, I said and. And getting to know you is very nice and I would like to continue doing that. And then I also left him a voice message. Oh, are you guys thinking like, what the fuck did she do that for? Because at first I thought it was a good idea. And then I was like, I should have said all those things. So he did write back. No problem. I had fun. I don't know. My my friend Mike was like, uh, you'll find out soon enough. I'm going to call my friend Mike right now and see what he says. We're putting him on the air. Stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, my friend Mike can't get on the phone, but here's the deal. Do you feel like if if a guy asks you to come into your apartment that he wants to just fuck? Yes or no? And if you have friendship with this person, uh, but but they've never been over your house, how would you have taken it? Like, I personally wanted to go out again with him, but I don't think he wants to go out with me again. I think he just wanted to see if he could get it in. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think he just was like, well, I personally just don't know. And I want to bring it up again to him and be like, do you want to hang out again? Or is this like something you just wanted to be friends? Or do I not? Do I say that? I think I have toast in my teeth. Anyway, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, if he listens to this, I don't think he follows my podcast, but we're friends on social media. So the limited version is going to be a social media of this episode. But, uh, you know... I just feel like I want somebody in the future, if I do meet somebody that I like, like I like him, I just want them to want to be a part of what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like it's 10 o'clock, 1042. I would like to hear from him if he liked me. If somebody likes you, they're going to text you the next morning. I I didn't receive anything from him. So I am assuming that he doesn't like me that way. So I will say definitely put me into like a weird headspace of just thinking so all i'm good for is a fuck and he didn't say that um and if he just wanted to have sex with me that's not his issue i'm not saying that it just feels like the men that i attract just want to bone me and they want to leave so you know they say you you put out there what you you're going to get i have never once said i just want to (laughs) bone so i don't know why that keeps happening but um
last year the guy that um i liked who was a friend and like i i had this chemistry with him and in person was like at the moment i didn't regret having this great like makeout session and romance and we had sex i didn't regret it because i really wanted to be with him at the time and now i i look look back like last night that I was not ready to jump into my apartment and start making out. I just wasn't there yet. Um, and I think there's, there's a big reason for it. Um, I want to know if this person wants to be, you know, more than just a friend to me and if it works and I just, yeah. And so with that said, emotional, Stay tuned for more Divorce Diaries and uh, find out what happens. Maybe I will leave another episode this week to let you know if he's texted me or asked how I'm doing. And we will know shortly if he just wanted to be my friend or not. Um, if he just wants to be friends who fuck or if he wants to date me. I also think that um, if somebody really likes you and you kind of tell them, no, you can't come into my apartment, they're still going to text you the next day and be like, hey, how is how are you? Like I had a guy that I didn't even I went out with a couple times, didn't even kiss him. He he kind of got the cold shoulder of a, of a no kiss and he texts me the next day. So we'll see. All right, guys, stay tuned for more Divorce Diary show. Uh, next Divorce Diary show is September 18th, New York City Broadway Comedy Club. You can get the tickets online right now. Other stand-up shows and events that I am in, you can go to michelletraina.com or divorcediaryshow.com. Stay tuned for your uh, hmm, coffee, which I feel like I need to make another cup. Um, stay tuned for your happily, stay tuned. I don't know. Have have a happily divorced after day, week, month, and life. I will see you guys soon. Keep enjoying your coffee.